Pam, and I would like to welcome you to the Live Authentically show. My team and I help other people step into their authentic realities, and we do this a number of different ways. This show is one of them. We also have a Facebook group of like-minded people committed to spiritual growth and transformation, and we would love to have you join us at liveauthentically.today/fb. I also recently launched my first book. It's called Soar, S-O-A-R. It's actually behind me. And it's a spiritual experiential journey through a transformative event in my life and shows how I partnered with the universe to create my new reality. So I'm super excited about our show today. We have Scott Shoot with us today. Hey, Scott. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for being here. I'm excited about our discussion. Um, a quick uh, little uh, clip from Scott's bio here that I'd like to read. He's the former head of mindfulness and compassion at LinkedIn, which is actually where I spend a lot of time these days connecting with amazing people. Scott is at the intersection of the workplace and ancient wisdom traditions. He blends his experience as Silicon Valley executive with his lifelong practice and passion as a wisdom seeker and teacher. So beautiful background. And where I'd like to start the show is the question that I start my show off every time. And that is, how do you live authentically every day? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's a great pursuit. Because I think so often, all of us are just living on the surface, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, this has really been a lifelong journey, but it's really, I don't know the right word, I've really blossomed, I guess, in the last three or four years. It, and, and maybe this is relevant to the whole thing, but I've always had this deep love of the divine. And I've been a seeker and then a teacher since I was in college. And I've been an executive as well at LinkedIn. And I finally got to this point where, you know, I'd been covering this part of this spiritual part or this other part for a long time. And about seven or eight years ago, I finally started opening up by just leading a meditation practice at work. And that was super scary, but I wanted my, you know, at work fully person to be the same as my at home fully person. And so a long, a lot of things happened to make that happen, but it started just by doing it once. And that snowballed into, I was the executive sponsor of our mindfulness program. We didn't really have one, which snowballed into, I had a full-time role as the head of mindfulness and compassion programs at LinkedIn. And now I'm doing this full time. And by this, I mean, I'm a speaker, I'm a coach, I'm a writer and trying to blend these two worlds, which is really another way of saying to be my full self, mm -hmm. right? To be this person who has deep expertise in kind of two areas and say, ah, it's all here. It's all part of me. Yeah. Um, yep. And, and the more vulnerable I got, the more exposed or, you know, or showing everyone who I really was actually the more powerful, the more successful, the more fulfilled and happy I became. So mm -hmm. only I could have done it earlier, but that's the journey we're each all on. Exactly. So in holding that first mindfulness workshop, meditation workshop, did you have barriers that you needed to overcome? <laughs> Totally. So I had, I had met with my friend who's the head of wellness at LinkedIn and we were talking about meditation, you know, do we do anything? Yeah. And he sees this look in my face, like, do you do something? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I could do something. And he got really excited and I got really excited because here was this VP who was going to lead a wellness program at work. And I went back to my desk and I did absolutely nothing about it for four months. 
Okay. Because I was terrified. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, well, all this ego mind stuff, right? Like, what are people going to think of me? Like, what is this going to do for my brand? Or are people going to think I'm blah, blah, you fill in the blank. Am I going to get in trouble? Um, and part of that was born from, you know, I found a meditation or contemplation practice. I, I grew up on a farm in Kansas. And that's where I found it. And it was not super popular with my family, who was kind of more, much more traditional. They thought that my brother and I had joined a cult and wanted to get us deprogrammed. You know, this okay. was back, back in that time. Mm-hmm. And so I had to get over my own self, my own fears, and just be, you know, like mm-hmm. be authentic. And um, wow, even, even for someone who teaches it, it's very hard but the payoff is huge. Absolutely. And I love that you, um, your life's mission, your life's passion, your work is around infusing the soul in corporate, Mm. in the executive Mm. space, in the business space. And I believe that is so very much needed. I believe that is, um, that is templating the new paradigm that we are going to move forward with. And that's actually where I do. um, I'm so excited to connect with you because that's where that's right where I do my work. I mean, that is my wheelhouse there incorporating energy work into, you know, corporations, into the C-suite, et cetera. And I have a background in, in business, math, finance, you know, I'm an actuary by background. So I very much understand that more. And I say this with no judgment, but just the more ego-based, like linear thinking, you know? And so that was the first phase of my career. And then a couple of life experiences introduced me and actually catapulted me into soul exploration. And then now I'm blending the two much in the same way that you're blending um, them in your own path and your own life. So I'd like to hear you talk about the reasons, like why make a case for opening sure. yourself up and really allowing this soul-based mindset. Sometimes it can be a little off-putting for people. Sure. You know, when I started introducing this concept and connecting with people, I, I sort of floated the word spirituality out there. And I found like that was not exactly well-received. People think yeah. well, maybe that's church or it's about prayer. And now it's, it's really about energy. It's about connecting with your soul. And like you said, embracing the essence, the whole of who you are. Yeah. So I'd love to hear you make a case for that. Like, what are the reasons? Why should people be seeking authenticity and be looking to connect with their soul? Sure. Well, I think about it in two ways. So maybe we can break this up a couple ways. There's mindfulness, the development of self and our own self-awareness. And that's another way of saying awareness of myself as soul. Mm-hmm. And then there's compassion, which is how we work together. And they're they are related, but different. So let's start with the self, like at, for individuals listening here, like, why does this matter? And I think it's really important in business that we use the language of business, right? So I've been trying to find the right language. So I tend not to use the word soul for all the reasons that you uh, said, because some people just aren't quite ready for it. If they're ready for it, totally use it. If not, what I talk about is our best self, mm-hmm. right? So as an example, probably everybody can remember a day when they were at their best. Like you had all your resources, no matter what happened to you, like you were, you could just handle it. You could dance with life. And if that's your best, let's call it a 10 out of a 10 day. Right. And then, okay, well, where are we on average every day? Well, some people would say three or four or six or whatever, let's call it six and a half. Mm -hmm. And in the world of business, it's that gap between six and a half and 10 that is so powerful. It's powerful for us personally in our lives because, you know, there's so much joy and creativity and productivity 
in that between six and a half and 10. So it's just, you know, being a better version of ourselves and kind of letting ourselves get out of the way so that we can be that best version. One of the models I use in kind of the work environment to help describe this is this concept called Ikigai. It's a Japanese concept called Ikigai. And it's a Venn diagram or the intersection of four circles. Mm -hmm. And the four circles are what I'm good at, what I love to do, what someone will pay me for or what I can make money at and what the world needs. Okay. So what I'm good at, what I love to do, what I can make money at and what the world needs. And I think throughout our careers, we're doing a dance in these circles. And sometimes we're missing a whole one of those, you know, sometimes we can't get paid at the something we really love to do, or sometimes we don't really love our jobs anymore, but it's, it's a paycheck. And moving closer and closer and closer and closer to the center of the bullseye Mm -hmm. is fulfilling. It's joyful. It maximizes the use of us. And I think that's another way of saying becoming more of us as soul. In in my mental model for how the world works, it's like I I am soul and I have a body, right? my body, my mind, my emotions. This is Scott. That's the thing that makes up Scott, my personality. And that's how I get around in life. But when I really am tuned in to soul, then I have, I have the same essence that the world is made of. I'm, I'm infinite. There's a part of me which is infinite and infinitely joyful and infinitely creative. Mm-hmm. And the closer and closer and closer we get to that place, wow, it's just, a, it's just a game changer in how we show up in life. Absolutely. So what is, let's just say someone came to you and said, I'm looking to, I'm looking for more. I feel, I yes. just feel like I want to expand. <laughs> I feel like I want to learn. I want to grow. What is yes. the first step someone can take? What is the first sure. question you would ask them to start that journey? Sure. Certainly in the business world, I, st- I, I kind of ask, I probe around to see kind of where they are on the spiritual uh, pro- not progression, but just awareness or their comfort level in talking about it. Mm-hmm. Every place from they're not spiritual at all. So fine. Uh, all the way to, yeah, let's go full on. And so along that range, let's talk about it for anybody, especially in the work environment, I introduced two models. The first one is this Ikigai model and mm-hmm. thinking about where they fit into there. And the second one is we talk about their values, mm-hmm. right? Like, and how, how do you know what your values are? Because sometimes we have a list that we say, oh, these are my values. But I think it's, if we look at, there's several ways of getting to it. One is to see when we've been really tripped up, like when we're really angry or frustrated or emotional, usually it's because one of our values have been violated. They've been stepped on. Mm -hmm. Or we have people that we really admire. And usually underneath that admiration are our set of values. And these set of values kind of move and change. And And really what we're saying is this set of values is who you really are, what's deeply, deeply important to you. And even between these two models, the Ikigai and the set of values, using those as a filter for every choice we make in our daily life is is a form of self-awareness. Because oftentimes we're just blind, right? But maybe we have this value of self-confidence or self-starting or discipline. Mm -hmm. That is a long ways towards becoming self-aware. Okay. If then, if somebody's interested also to supplement that on the spiritual journey, then, you know, we have a conversation of what are you interested? What are you drawn to? 
because I, while I myself have a personal path, a spiritual path, a religion that I follow, I know that everybody's different. There's seven and a half billion of us on the planet, which means there's seven and a half billion different consciousness, levels of consciousness in the world. And so I encourage people to find the thing that really deeply, deeply resonates with them. Mm-hmm. And less on a social construct level, but what, what practice really ignites them from the inside out? And then follow that. And if they need some you know, guidance getting there, then I have some suggestions for them. But uh, I, usually, I usually look for what they already know to be true. Because mm-hmm. that's really where the truth is, right? That our truth, our individual truths are always buried deep inside of us. And exactly, sometimes we just need a little, we may experience a heart awakening catalyst that prompts us to start the journey or sometimes, you know, someone comes into our life, but you know, I, I believe that we all have our answers, right? We all have our answers within and it's a process. The joy really is in the journey of discovering it. Um, so I'd have to ask you, I'm just curious as I'm listening to you talk. So what ignites you? What lights you up? <laughs> it's interesting. So there's a, I have lots of hobbies, right? I like to mountain bike. I like to do photography. I like to explore. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you out there who are familiar with the Enneagram, I'm, a, I'm an Enneagram seven. So we're always looking for the next experience. I'm like a, I'm like a action junkie or an experience <laughs> junkie. So I had this experience and I'm trying to combine everything together. <laughs> so in, in, in my new world, you know, I have a chance to travel, to be a speaker or to do things. And, and I had it dialed perfectly. In this one example, um, I got to go to Nashville uh, to do a speaking gig, but I also, my wife came along with me and we got to go to the Smoky Mountains, right? So we got to combine our love of national parks and the outdoors and hiking and photography with this work trip. Mm-hmm. So there was this moment where we were out in the Smoky Mountains after being like around people for a lot and in busy places for a lot. We were in this place where for three hours we had the entire place to ourselves. And we got to this at to the end of the hike was this beautiful waterfall or set of waterfalls. And I love nature photography. I have a commercial website and I found myself, you know, scampering down and just looking for composition, I'm standing on this little ledge, this little four inch ledge on the edge of this, not death defying waterfall, but like five feet. And I'm in, you know, hip deep water and it's going to ruin my day. Mm -hmm. And it's just like this amazing scene. And I, we spent 45 minutes just doing photography and enjoying nature. And, and I walked away with this huge smile on my face going, that was, that was it. Like that was, that was what I want to do. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can tell. I can tell that totally lights you up. I can see the passion. Yeah. And, and that really is, I mean, does it get any more high vibe than that, right? Being smack dab in the middle of nature and yeah. expressing your creativity. I mean, that's really. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And what yeah. about the, the other side of that, the flip side, right? Like life isn't always rainbows and butterflies, oh, totally. et cetera. So what is, what are, um, what challenges you the most? Yeah. Well, so ex- I think exactly our strengths are also our weaknesses, mm-hmm. right? So one of my strengths kind of uh, to go back to the Enneagram as a seven, I'm always looking for experience. I'm always looking for the next thing. I'm always focused on what's next. Mm-hmm. Well, the flip side of that is, you know, partly I'm avoiding sitting with the hard things, right? If something's really hard, I just want to move on. Like, let's just go to the next thing. 
And so being able to really sit down and face whatever's hard, like that's, I'm getting better at that, but that has been one of my biggest challenges, right? Is to, if I'm, if I'm, if there's a struggle as in one of my relationships, like with my wife, it used to be like, okay, let's just ignore that and move Mm -hmm. on. And like, we'll get happy sometime. This will go away. Mm -hmm. And partially that's true, but it never really goes away if you don't deal with it. Right. And so I'm, I'm learning to really kind of sit in it and sit, stand in the fire is what I call it, standing mm-hmm. in the fire. So I'm still working on that, but that's my yeah. growth edge. Love that. And we all are, right? We're all still working on it every day, you know, and it really is, does feel like standing in the fire a lot of times because it does call us to show up with a radical, you know, authenticity and radical vulnerability, right? Mm-hmm. And encourage and be willing to meet ourselves with a degree of honesty that we may not have met ourselves with before. Absolutely. Um, that's what the joy again really is in the journey, it's in the discovery. So I know you're in a really, you're an exciting, you're in a new chapter of your life where you've got yeah. these days um, that you can fill um, kind of, you know, however you feel inspired to. So what do your days look like? I know that you had this, this, you know, sure. corporate executive career, and now you're, you know, you've got a little more time on your hands. So I'd love to hear yeah. how you're filling your days. Yeah. I'm trying to have a nice balance of work and play. Cause I do, I do like to work and I'm trying not to be addicted to work. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm just kind of starting this new business of, of working with corporate clients and speaking, coaching and writing. And, and it's going well. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to create a cap on it so that I don't just get addicted because part of what I'm trying to teach is this balance, this authenticity. Mm -hmm. And, um, and in this space of self-exploration, I need to leave space for myself. So that space for myself looks like biking. I do a lot of mountain biking and road biking and just mm-hmm. walking and hiking with my wife and, and these little adventures of photography or travel. So those are the fun things. And then the work part of it is, um, you know, I actually like finding clients. I like calling up old friends and saying, hey, how can we work together? And so uh, I really love when we can, when we can, when we can have a deep relationship with coaching or mm-hmm. when I can work with a team on things like building resilience. So, and I'm trying to be conscious of ne- never taking jobs of stuff I don't want to do just to make money. Mm-hmm. Like, Cause that's, I don't need to do that. And I'm in, I, I, re- I uh, realize that's a privileged place, but it's also, I realize how addicted I've been to work of just doing it because I can instead Mm -hmm. of it's like a buffet I recently went to a place that had all this food and I found myself picking things that I didn't even want just because it was there Mm, okay in in the same way life is like that Mm -hmm. of course there are jobs out there that I could have jobs business whatever but experiences and we all have those but what are we really choosing what's really authentic that feeds me that's that's what I'm in inquiry with Mm-hmm. And do you rely on your intuition, the tapping into your intuition part of that decision? Absolutely. Because there's, for all of us, there's this feeling we get, intuition, whatever you want to call it, yeah. that uh, when you start to work with someone or a group of people, it's like, oh, do I like this? Do I like this work? Do I like this person? Mm-hmm. And not that every experience has to be beautiful and happy, but if we find ourselves in a position of doing something that doesn't make us happy, 
Like, why? It's a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and that choice exists almost all the time, right? We have a choice in how to shape our jobs or shape our lives or shape the people that we hang out with. Um, it's exercising that choice, which is very hard sometimes. Right, right. And that is part of this journey, you know, realizing that, you know, and, and making conscious choices, right? So, I mean, I think we're so conditioned to just go through life unconsciously. And I say that with no, with no judgment, that's just yeah. how life is until we, we begin to wake up and we do things kind of just for the sake of doing, we're an autopilot, but that's it really right. is a journey from the unconscious to conscious and asking yourself those deeper questions. Does this make sense for me? Is this aligned? And, you know, how does this make me feel? I think that is, that is the question that really cuts through it right to the truth, or at least begins the process for a lot of people is tapping into how I feel. So I'd love to hear you talk about the importance of acknowledging and recognizing and incorporating emotions into business mm. and saying that everyone needs to show up in the boardroom and you know wear their mm. heart on their sleeve and pour out all their problems in front of everybody but i okay. do you know i really firmly believe that eq is as you know is as important if not more important than than the iq and it's yeah. important to balance those and really incorporate an emotional awareness in the business world so i'd love to hear you talk about that a little bit yeah it's a great question because sometimes people say well I mean, everybody talks about bringing your full self, but it's, it's a balance, right? And we have to be able to speak the language of business and the language of being human. Right. Because the truth is nobody wants to hear about your messy divorce, anybody's messy divorce at work, right? Right. right. But they want to know if you're going through something hard. Right. Right. So there's a difference between coming every day and talking about all your problems Versus acknowledging like, hey, guys, I just want to say that if I'm feel if I'm distracted over the next month, like I'm going through some stuff, I just want you to know that and I'm not asking for anything different, but it's just an awareness, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. We don't yeah. have to come today and complain about whatever's going on. Right. So it's this finding this balance of how much of our humanity to bring. So an example of how to, so if you're leading a team meeting, right? I think every team meeting Instead of just, if it's an hour every Tuesday at 2.30 or whatever, instead of just diving into our tick list, okay, let's first find some place just to connect as people, mm-hmm. right? And I like to connect on a positive note. So it's like, you know, a funny question of the day or share a meme or a question like, what makes you, what are you grateful for? What, what are you most, what's most alive in your life right now? Things like that move us from kind of this robotic mental only task only process world into more of a, a full world. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's not distracting. It actually enlivens our creativity, uses our whole body instead of just the mental part. And it, it doesn't need to take more than four or five minutes. And I guarantee you, you'll be able to move faster with that team over the long run. There's this African proverb, probably most of you know now, says, look, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. And that's a way of going together to see each other as human beings first, because there will be times when we really need to have a shorthand with each other to get stuff done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that. So I just noticed the time we're actually coming up toward the end of our, of our podcast, this has flown, but I wanted to give you a few minutes just to open it up to you and you can have the floor carte blanche and just to talk about 
like to talk about um, just some final words of wisdom here. If you'd like to let people know, sure. contact you, any books that you might want to share. So yeah, um, absolutely. Well, my COVID project was to write a book uh, and was published. Uh, I don't even know what year we're in this year. Uh, 2020, well, 2021 it was published in May of 2021. It's called yeah. the full, it's called the full body. Yes. And the intention is when we are really living as soul, when we're really living as that full part of us, there's times when we just know, right? And so it's about, as you were kind of describing your book about the spiritual experience and combining the two, um, it's somewhere in that zone, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's the stories of all of us. And so I hope that, you know, you'll recognize yourself in some of these stories. Um, if people are interested in connecting with me, you can find me at scottshoot.com or thefullbodys.com. They go to the same place. I do workshops and speaking and coaching. And if you're interested, well, I did, if you're interested in photography, you can find it at scottshootphotos.com of this, uh, of this, um, the shot that I was talking about. I have it on my website. Oh. Maybe I'll, Pam, I'll send you the link if you want to send it out later. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's fun. It's fun to check it out yeah i love photography too so I'll awesome. check it out so awesome well thank you thank you so much for being here i so appreciate your time my pleasure thank my you pleasure. and all of our viewers and listeners i so appreciate you as you know by now i believe the time is a choice and i'm grateful that you are here to listen to everything that scott has had to share with us today thank you everyone and have a great day